In the account of Abraham sending his servant to find a wife for Isaac, nowhere is the name of the servant mentioned. Eliezer, he who could have inherited all of his master's wealth, was true to his master and did all in accordance to his master's word. So much so that even when asked of his identity, he pointed it all back to Abraham, his master. It was all about the purpose of the mission and not about the person. An envoy never detracts from who sent him, never calls to fame, and always stays on purpose. It is the envoy's purpose to explain and stand as representative. Jesus was God's envoy to earth. Enough said. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Hello, gentlemen. Good to have you back again. If you can all introduce yourself and tell me what comes to mind when you think of the commandments. Uh, my name is Marcellus Ashley, and I think of my grandmother. <laughs> awesome. Janelle, uh, I'm a Toka fan, Gwenya. When I think of the commandments, I think of standing up in front of people and having to recite them as a child. Mm. Mm. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm Robert Kennedy, and when I think of the commandments, the picture that comes to mind is Moses chucking them off a cliff <laughs> to break them. <laughs> One at a time? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of us have seen the Ten Commandments. You see that scene where it goes down. Yes. Thank you so much. Robert, can you offer, um, to read the scripture for us for today and then offer prayer? Yes, I can. The scripture is John chapter 15, verse 10, and it says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to share these words with each other and, and with you as well. Help us to understand and maybe just have a great discussion today. In Jesus' worthy name we pray, amen. 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 Today we are talking about the law of God and the law of Christ. Let's start off with this. How is Jesus' new commandment that is said in John 13, 34, a, revelation, a revalidation of an old commandment. So let's turn to that. Let's turn to John 13, 34. And if someone can read that for us um, when you get a chance. Marcellus, do you have it? A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Hmm. Now, how is this commandment here, which he says is a new commandment, how is it really just a revalidation of an old commandment? And actually... Robert, are you able to pull up Leviticus 19.34? Mm -hmm. let's, let's take a look at that. It's Leviticus 19.34. Okay. 19.34. Yes. Okay, and I'm going to read from the uh, contemporary English again. It says, Instead, treat them as well as you treat your own people and love them as much as you love yourself. Remember, you were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord your God. And who is them they're referring to in this? In uh, my version, it says the stranger mm -hmm. who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Right. I believe he's talking about the, the, the chosen folks, no? Yes. yes. Okay. He's asking them to treat... He's, I just flipped from it. 
The strangers who the stranger who's mourners. among them. Yeah. Because yeah. They, everybody in, in, in during that time was not necessarily, they weren't all necessarily Israelites. Right. They were going along different paths and yeah. different places. Mm -hmm. So he's saying treat them a certain way. And a lot of cultures or customs have, if, if, if a neighbor or a stranger comes to your door, you offer them food or mm -hmm. you offer them shelter or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. So mm -hmm. I think that's that whole concept of love again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he says this in the New Testament, which is validating or revalidating the Old Testament, both commandments. But how is it new? Why did he say a new commandment? Why do you think he said a new commandment? <laughs> I think it might have just simply been based on the focus of the Pharisees and mm. the people that were looking at it at that point. They had, as we've talked about, created this, this checklist, this, this list of do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs that was put there as the only thing mm -hmm. um, that people should pay attention to. So now Jesus comes and he's repeating or he's saying what was said before, but now he's framing it in a, in a different perspective than everybody around at that time was used to. So that was probably the newness. Mm -hmm. I think the newness that, um, that he's bringing to it that is actually modifying it and making it a new commandment is mm -hmm. um, him saying, you love one another as I love you. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. As I have loved you. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's bringing himself and his love into it. And it's also cool because, well, in the old, the, in Leviticus that we just went to, in that statement, um, there's this concept of unity. It's not just like, don't just be good to the stranger that dwells among you. Mm -hmm. treat, them, treat them as if they're one of you. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's this unity. Correct. And then in the New Testament, when we have Christ here, he says, love them as I love you. Right. And then he'll keep reevaluating that. And of course, at the end of that section, he'll pray for unity. But like, <laughs> there's this. And is he kind of building up to his death in the opening of salvation? In a way, just how he opened up, in a way. Definitely, because mm -hmm. um, that was, what chapter did we just read? Thir thir Jan that was John 13, 13 34, <laughs> we just read before. Mm -hmm. Well, just after that, um, in 15, okay. he'll say, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Right. Greater love has no one than this, that <laughs> you lay down one's life for his friends. Mm -hmm. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. Right. Mm. And so, yeah, he's preparing them, like, the greatest thing you can do for someone is die for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> they had no idea. Like, you, you understand, like, yeah. that's, follow in what I'm about to do. Right. That's, that's, that's unselfish, that's unselfish love. All I mean, the way. To know that that's what your calling is, that you're gonna live X amount of years, mm. and it's like, okay, look, I'm gonna lay it all on the line. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna die today. Like, that's, that's, that's nerve-wracking. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but if I knew that in 16 <laughs> days that I was gonna die, I don't know. This is, this is actually the night before, so like this mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. correct. This is the hour. Yeah, it's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's probably like psyching himself out. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine like probably doing a couple of sit-ups. <laughs> I don't know, but. Well, I mean, Christ is just, he's just so amazing in that. It's like, every, because he knows everything and he's so gentle in how he was even leading along in this. He understood that it was, he, he, that's why he kind of brought it up as a new commandment. He knows, he knew that this was taught before, mm. but he's saying there was some perspective <clears throat> loss. But I'm bringing you back to this, but it's new because now I want you to shape it a little bit differently because 
what I'm going to do for you. Mm. You see, I'm going to show you the best way, right. the, the, the greatest way, um, by how I'm going to serve you. Because it was a service for us right. that he died. And so he's showing that. It's a new commandment. So he's saying, open now, I'm opening that up. I've done this, right. the greatest thing. I laid down my life for you, my friend, my children, my loved ones, who I, who, those who I call to myself. Right. And now I want you to take that and go out with it mm -hmm. and now go forth to everyone else. Christ is just so awesome, really, really awesome right. in that. In what two guiding principles of action did Jesus summarize the Ten Commandments? Matthew 22:37 is where he actually summarizes them. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love, the, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. And so within those two right there, he summarizes he, well, as you just said, he summarizes all the 10, all the laws, everything comes into loving God with all your heart, mm -hmm. all your soul, all your mind. That's your first. Right. Because that's the basis, right? Correct. Right. And then the second one is now you love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And it's easier to love your neighbor as yourself when you love God with all your heart, all your mind, and right. all your soul. Right. What and I think we were talking about this at, at another point as well. When you look at the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, mm -hmm. there's, there's those first four that really refer to God, you know, not taking his name in vain, having no other gods before him, mm -hmm. how to love God, you know, really focusing your attention and giving him all honor and glory. Mm -hmm. And then the, the other six, honoring your mother and your father and uh, not, not killing, not stealing, not bearing false witness. Um, so now we're talking about... Uh, parallel or equilateral horizontal relationship with others mm -hmm. at this point. So, yeah. And all are important to him because it's all you, once again, how you treat, he loves all of us, mm -hmm. every single individual. And so we can't say because we feel this way or we think this way about someone, we could treat them that way right. because he loves them just as much as he loves us. And so everyone is important to him, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. How do you feel about Jesus being your judge? Hmm. Good. Good. <laughs> I feel secure in Jesus being my judge, and I would say that is because of Romans 8. Okay. Um, starting literally in verse 1. Mm -hmm. um, there is therefore no condemnation to those mm -hmm. who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Mm -hmm. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in right. the likeness of sinful flesh. And on the account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Mm -hmm. The righteous requirement of the law that might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Mm. Yeah. I feel good about it. <laughs> I, I feel secure in Christ being my judge because he took care of it. He fulfilled the requirements that he's going to be judging on. Mm -hmm. The law, he, mm -hmm. he, he mm -hmm. came and was the fulfillment of that. And... Now he just asked me to plug into him right. Um, right. and be the extension cord that then someone else can plug into and we can all get power. I like right. that, the extension cord, plug in. Right. Like I, can, I mean, for me, it's a little bit more simple. It's, I look, I look at the way Jesus walked this earth. Mm. You know, he knew that, he, he told Peter that, hey, look, by the end of this afternoon, you're gonna, you're not, you're gonna deny me three times. Mm -hmm. And then, then also, you know, there was a point where, you know, there was that struggle and Peter cut, 
Peter cut the guy's ear off. And, you know, Jesus was like, you know what? I'm just going to yeah. put the ear back on. We're just going to keep. We're just going to keep going. Mm -hmm. And then you know, even with Judas, like he knew that Judas was going to betray him. So, mm -hmm. if I know that Jesus is going to forgive me, and then all those mm -hmm. sins are going to be washed away because He's done it already, mm -hmm. I am secure. Like Marcella said, that. I can keep I can keep on with my life, but I'm not gonna just take advantage and just do whatever I want to do, and then say, you know what, he's gonna take care of me. But it's it's knowing that Jesus is is a constant, unlike myself, because if I look at him and he does something and harms me, I may not treat him the same way that that Jesus would have. So I am very very excited and very secure about Jesus being my judge. Right. And what prevents us from abusing that, as you kind of mentioned, in just saying, well, I know here, if we just, if I'll do it and ask for forgiveness. But what prevents that is the love. Correct. And I think that's why he emphasized so much of that, because just knowing that you're going to be forgiven for something, I mean, think of an example for your parents or, or, or a loved one that you have or a grandmother or a cousin or anyone, a teacher yeah. that loved you. Saying that, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I know it's going to hurt them. But they'll just get over it. I'll just yeah. ask for okay. Don't you still kind of feel badly, even if and if you did it or if you were to do it, you would kind of still feel badly. Yeah. And the love that you have for them would actually prevent you from doing it, knowing that they may forgive you, yeah. knowing that they would. You still don't want to just hurt them. Yeah. Right. A lot of crimes don't get don't don't are not committed because you have that conscience. So mm -hmm. if I'm thinking that I'm going to kill someone, by the time I start getting the knife and getting angry you know, your, your pressure may start going down. So a lot of times it's having, one, that conscious, two, that, that fear or that, or that faith. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what also gives you that, that equilibrium or that balance. Right. And that's why, I, you know, it's really important to keep ourselves in a situation or, or around, surrounded by situations that allow us to remain connected mm. to that love. So I, I have discussions with, with my friends all the time about maybe TV shows that, mm -hmm. that they watch. And they say, well, you know, it's just entertainment. And, but, but the reality is we keep exposing ourselves to certain things and then you desensitize yourself to, you know, to, to that love or the reality that somebody else can feel mm -hmm. this way or that they can be hurt by your actions. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, we live in a generation or in a, in a place where people don't visualize hurt in the same way anymore. So the, the, remaining connected is important. Remaining connected. Yeah. I, and I like what you said about being careful how to, to guard our avenues. You know, Christ right. tells us what whatsoever things are good and true. Like he gives us he gives us the framework, um, um, the, the Bible gives us the framework of of what things we should keep on our hearts and mm -hmm. our minds. And so that helps us stay more connected to him and more with the love and the depth and helps not, to not desensitize us. As you said, that it's sometimes it's really easy in this era and it's time to get desensitized because there's so much stuff bombarded and we just kind of, mm -hmm. oh, if you see it happen all the time, it's no big deal. Exactly. Yeah. We don't want everyone exactly. to become immune. We want to continue to always hold that love up at a different standard and to remember if somebody is hurting or something's going on, mm -hmm. we should stop and take time. We, yeah. should, we should demonstrate it. Well, I think the key to that um, goes back to, to this in Romans 8 of just mm -hmm. those who are in Christ. Mm. Yes. Or the yes. connected yes. part. Absolutely. Yes. Because if, if, if you go back to the extension cord idea, if, if you're not connected, mm -hmm. then you get, you'll get used to not being connected. Yes. Right. And you'll be like, well, everything's all right. It's, it's, exactly. it's okay. Yep. But if you are connected, uh -huh. when, when, if that, when that cord gets unplugged, right. you know you something's know wrong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know you've lost power. And you're running back to check the cord, too. Yeah, you know, right, I mean, yeah. You're like, no, I need this. I need this power. I need to get it back. Yeah. And we're kind of going back to check it. I, I, I like that. Um, 
that analogy. Analogy. There Thank you, you for that word. Analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Question. Why is loving others as Jesus loved us more than just loving each other as we love ourselves? Why is it more than? Jesus' love is, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if we can truly explain it. I mean, like we said earlier, this, Jesus knew, you know, the day of, like, okay, this, was, this, is, this is my last day on earth. Mm -hmm. So if we lived our life or if we lived every day of our lives saying, you know, we may die today, and or I may die because I'm going to be saving someone, I think our perspectives would be a lot different. You know, some of the things that we take so seriously would be so trivial at that point. Because mm -hmm. if we're here to serve others, and if others are here to serve us, mm -hmm. then I think we'll be in a way better, way better position to serve folks the way Christ would want us to serve. Right, mm -hmm. right. And that, that's the key is death. That's mm -hmm. that's the key is well he says greater love has no man than this that you lay down your life right and so that's that's what Christ did so that's right. the key that you just mentioned is mm -hmm. death you, will I die for this person right mm -hmm. but that's ridiculously powerful man I I didn't even understand the depth of that until I had kids mm -hmm. so it's when I had kids and and I realized that there's these beings that you know were created were put together by myself and my wife, you know, through God, but by my, myself and my wife, and they were actually a part of us. And you realize that you would do anything for them. Mm. And now, now you start thinking back, well, I didn't really feel that way about anybody else <laughs> before <laughs> I had kids. So here's Jesus who doesn't have kids, he's not married in the same way, and he's got this great responsibility on his shoulders that he feels mm. for all of humanity whom, if we're looking at from a human's perspective, he's never actually even met all of us from just a human perspective. Correct. Um, so he's doing this for a lot of people that he has never even physically met. I mean, that's selfless, though. Yeah. That's unselfish love. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So that, that, that's great. Yeah, because when he was greater. on the earth for that time, we didn't exist. Right. But he knew that we were going to exist. Right. And his love alone says, into that spot, I'm going to, I'm going to die for Bobby, for Muto, for Marcellus, right. for Janelle. I'm mm -hmm. going to do this. Mm -hmm. And most of us, <laughs> you know, I, keep, I think of just humanity, most of us turn a blind eye to someone who needs a quarter. Mm. Right. You know, it, it, somebody's on the street and they're asking for a quarter and we're like, yeah. Yeah. they can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's this, this being that just says, forget a quarter. <laughs> I'm trying to get your soul. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this and I'm going to I'm going to come and wear your clothes. <laughs> wear your right. clothes. So you can take mine and go get a job. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, and so when you think of it, that's why it's, it's even greater then because we fall short mm -hmm. in, our, in, our, in, in how we are right now. Jesus never fell short. And so his is just supersedes, and that's why he wants us to just think, think about what I've done for you. Right. And now go out. And do it. And do it. Right. Just right. keep your mind, stay connected, think about what I've done for you, mm -hmm. and just go out. And so I think that that's awesome. How can the law serve to measure the level of love that an individual has shared with God and humans? Mm -hmm. Now we're tying in that law. <laughs> the law, like, it's, it's interesting. So there's something that I wrote down um, so in, the, in the lesson. I can't remember exactly what page, but it says, Jesus taught us commandments through his love of mankind. Mm. And, you know, before I was talking to you guys about this quote, so Friedrich Nietzsche uh, is a philosopher. I don't, I don't agree with all of his, all of his, 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 
his philosophical points, but he said that God has his own hell and it's his love for man. Like to me, when I read that a couple of weeks ago, that's, that struck me in my heart because God loves us so much and we hurt him and disobey him every single day. So he's living in this version of perpetuity, like perpetual hell, according to Friedrich Nietzsche. Mm -hmm. And I think if we lived the commandments based on love for mankind, we wouldn't be putting God in that precarious situation. So I think that like, that's how we can measure it, in my opinion. Again, we just need to focus on the love that we have for one another, and I think that will translate to the law. Mm -hmm. That's a very, that's a, that's interesting perspective. I've never heard that, that's very interesting. Um, and I appreciate you uh, for sharing something, something like that. Thank you for that. How can church discipline be enforced while showing grace ah, and mercy. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Somebody take a look at Galatians 6, mm. yeah. 1 to 5. Let's take a look at Galatians 6, 1 to 5. Okay. You got it? Yep. Go ahead. It says, uh, contemporary English again, my friends, you are spiritual. So if someone is trapped in sin, you should gently lead that person back to the right path. Mm -hmm. But watch out and don't be tempted yourself. You obey the law of Christ when you offer each other a helping hand. If you think you're better than others when you really aren't, you're wrong. Mm. Do your own work well, and then you will have something to be proud of. But don't compare yourself with others. We must each carry our own load. Mm. Oh, yes. Hmm. That's, that's powerful because I think, first of all, everyone knows that the church is supposed to be a hospital, right? Mm. This is the, that's the analogy that we're always given. Right. But when someone comes maybe unkempt or doesn't have the right clothes on, mm. we, we look at them like, oh, they're not supposed to be here. You know, we, we as Christians have this idea of what we're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. But if someone comes in from the street, we're like, you need to go to another church or you don't belong here. So I right. think, like, like even this, it says, if you think you're better than someone and you're not. I mean, we, we have hierarchies in our own lives. You know, we put people on pedestals. I think it's just, it's important to realize that we're all equal. We're all here for the same reason. Mm. It's, not, it's not to make money. It's not to be fancy or whatever it may be. It's really to follow this, these commandments so that we can have everlasting life. Right, mm. right. Well, when, I, when we talk about church discipline, I, I always go back. There's, as kids, sometimes you have these experiences in church and they're emblazoned, just like stamped in your memory. <laughs> and one memory that I had was when anything happened um, immoral or something that was uh, against church, church policy, one of the first things that happened was people were disfellowshipped mm. from church membership. Mm -hmm. And there, I remember this situation, there was a church, after, it was a Sabbath afternoon and they were having this church meeting and this lady, apparently she had gotten into a situation mm -hmm. um, that ended up being unfaithful mm -hmm. to her husband. And so they talked about, you know, censuring and disfellowship and those types of things. And some lady, all I remember is one lady got up in the middle of this meeting, church-wide meeting and said, where's the love, where's the love, where's the love? And I always asked the question, even as a kid, okay, you, you kick somebody out of the church or you disfellowship them or you do these types of things, then what? Yeah. Then what? Yeah. You go get them. That, that, well, yeah. Say that, yeah. say that? Then you go get them. Right. That's basically but, but, what happened to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were you about to say? Well, no, I was just going to say, in, in a lot, I've seen cases where they say, okay, you're, you're going to, you're disfellowshipped for six months mm. or whatever. Okay. 
But what does that what, mean? What does that mean? Yeah. What, what, is, what is happening during that six-month time period? Is just, you know, is it just kind of a cooling off, and then, okay, six months later, you come back, okay, we're good. Yeah. Everything and has then been we fixed go. after yeah, six months exactly. miraculously with no yeah. work or no input or nothing else. Right. But I think what Marcella said is important. I mean, we have to have something after that. So whether it's some sort of mentorship or, or, or training or whatever it may right. be. Even just praying and, and agonizing yeah. over, mm. mm -hmm. God, but, bring this person back. Yeah. Right. With, and, and doing it, or doing it with them. Absolutely. Even starting the, off doing it with that, them. Yeah. That the first reaction is not just to take an act. The first reaction should be, let us pray. Correct. Let's talk. Let's see. Because the truth is, is that we all sin and fall short. Mm -hmm. At some point, we all sin and fall short. Our standard is Christ, and unless we can say by this time that we've never done anything wrong, mm. we've all sinned. And, and so, with that being said, then how do we show the grace and the mercy within discipline? Because we just can't allow, when Paul talks about it, not just allowing everything to happen, mm -hmm. there is some order that, that still needs to be in some way uh, attached to, to, to an organization, to a church, to a faith, and so forth. But then, the difference between us and just any other kind of business is that it's a heart business, is that mm. it's a God business, mm -hmm. it's a Jesus business, it's a salvation mm -hmm. business. So then where do we take that grace and mercy? How do we, practically, how do we actually fold that into discipline, church discipline? Right, right. Well, I think one of the, um, one of the solutions goes back to um, the, this idea of unity, mm. um, because that's what, there is an avenue mm -hmm. in which someone is to be put out of the church. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's a process to it, as you were saying. There's a discipline to it. Mm -hmm. And it involves this concept of unity. You go into this person and you say it to him. You take, I take you now, mm -hmm. and we go to you and we say something. And so we have this union of, um, maybe I'm not connected. Let's, you're connected, let's go. Mm -hmm. right. That doesn't work. Now we go to the elders. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's connect more people to mm -hmm. the source mm -hmm. and go approach this thing. Mm -hmm. And then we bring it to everyone. And, and, <laughs> and now, mm -hmm. we're, this whole time, I'm agonizing trying to bring you back. Right. Now we're agonizing trying to bring you back. Now we're agonizing trying to bring mm -hmm. you back. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's, I think this concept of unity, um, and it also helps with the discipline of, am I doing the right thing when I'm coming to you? Right. And what you're doing is what it says in here, bear one another's burdens. Mm. You're mm. bearing the burdens. Right. You're not just leaving it there on them and yeah. saying, figure it out. Yeah. Hopefully you'll get it right. Hopefully you'll see Jesus somewhere along the line. Right. Go back to it, but we're bearing the burdens, which is important because bearing the burdens is that's how we show the grace and the mercy. And that's what he said um, in this right here. I want to thank you guys again so much for this good discussion and healthy discussion on the law of God and the law of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, if you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www. .sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, .org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Janelle.